slide Two brothers meet one another When they slide up to the mic It's bread and butter with one another Let's start up that recording light everybody and welcome to Bread and Butter where we're serving up the basics the average Hearthstone player needs for Hearthstone improvements. Um, today Doc was not able to be on the show tonight. Hope he's feeling better. Had just needed a little day off. Um, but we have a special guest host tonight filling in. Just a guy. Thank you for filling in again tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm sorry under the circumstances that Doc's not doing good but uh, I certainly send him all my good wishes. So I'm sure he'll be back next week. He'll be back next week. Um, I'm more than ha- more than certain, and, and we'll we will troop around while he's gone. And meanwhile, we have another special guest tonight, Bandit Keith. How are you tonight? I'm great. I uh, I banished Doc to the Shadow Realm this week, and uh, we got just a guy. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's, it's perfect with the, with the two of us. Tito doesn't need to be here. This could be just fine. <laughs> we can we can definitely um, experiment with that one of these days. I'm sure. <laughs> so um bandit what have you been doing inside of hearthstone and outside of hearthstone so inside of hearthstone i'm usually um playing in high legend um usually either i find a deck that is tier one and i grind it until i get a good rank or if i hate the meta i innovate and i tank my <laughs> um, mmr and just play whatever i want Fantastic. Anything interesting going on outside of the game? Um, I mean, I work at a bank. It's it's I'm not really that interesting. <laughs> kind of disappointing. Doc's not here again because um he just started working at a bank. So you guys could have talked um banknotes and stuff. That Talk shop. <laughs> Talk a little shop. How about you, Jessica? What have you been up to lately? Uh, coincidentally, I'm I'm playing high legend most of the no, no, I'm not playing high legend most of the time. Um, I'm just sort of slowly starting to grind my way through it. I, I've been behind the Hearthstone curve for a while since we moved out here a couple months ago. So I, I've been really, really sort of delayed in, in getting there. But now with the mini set finally coming out, I know that's a spoiler alert. Um, I, I'm starting to focus more on it and try and grind my way through it and putting the competing card game that keeps buying for my time aside a little bit more. I mean, it should be a snap to play a little more Hearthstone. Yeah, whatever that game is. <laughs> we, we we freely talk about it here. I, I enjoy the snap myself. So Tito, um, I, I, what about you, sir? Yes. What what do you, what do you do oh. in uh, Hearthstone outside of Hearthstone? Well, look at you, professional podcast man. I love it. Um, so <coughs> excuse me. In Hearthstone, I've been struggling on the journey from Diamond Five to Legend. Uh, I I go through this like every other month where I just haven't been able to find a deck that clicks. And I think I've settled in on um, big smell, big spell mage this turn. I saw enough of them for a while, and I figured if you can't beat them, join them. And that I've had some success with until the most recent losing streak. But um, over the next few days, we'll get there. I am pretty confident. Um, outside of that, I've uh, been playing in the World BG League um, and with, with the Hype Horizon team, and it looks like uh, this week we are going up against a team that includes both Pocky Plays and Hapa Bear, which, given that 
I am not of that caliber should be interesting. But I, I, you can squeeze out wins with Battlegrounds if you get the right comp. So I'm looking forward to that and hopefully adding some, uh, you know, bragging rights to my resume. But um, that's that okay. fun. You, you mentioned the Diamond 5 to Legend is always sort of a difficult time. Diamond 5 is such a, a delightful comfort level because once you hit there and you know you can't drop, you sort of can mess around with things a little bit. But it's the grind to Legend that is a real hard time for a lot of people. Oh, and it's not just – well, see, that's the pluses and minus right there because you have the, you get people that hit Diamond 5 and that's where they end. And then Bad you start seeing what my kids call it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But what you end up seeing there is all kinds of shenanigans. Like in the last week, I've run into Reno Hunter. I've run into some weird quest warlocks. I've run into sure. Reno Quest Mage. So it's you can less experiment with everything safely. Sure. But it makes it harder to climb if you're seeing a bunch of nonsense and you can't predict the patterns. So, I mean, it's fun. But it's also it's also adds another layer of challenge. Yeah, that's um, interesting because uh, for me, I feel like if I was facing all that junk, I would just absolutely smash it into legend. Uh, with like for me, that diamond five to to legend is literally it's just another day at the office for me. Uh, I have I get the eleven X, so it's like every win is two two stars. It it it's crazy. So it's kind of funny. You know, hearing that perspective, because for me, I'm, I can't even relate at this point. I'm like so detached from what that experience is like. Well, it, it's interesting you say that. It's almost like the two of you are seg segueing me into the next thing. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I started up a new project and um, I, I've been dabbling in content creation. Um, and what I what I've always wanted to do was like I am not a very high level legend player and I want to increase my rank up and become a bigger performer. And, you know, instead of being at a five digit number, I'd like to get into the three digits. I'd like to get that 11 X. So that way the grind from diamond to legend is not easier, but different. Um, I know that you play a higher caliber of player when you're there, but you also get two stars and, and it's one of those things where I don't, I feel like I'm a good enough player at this point where I shouldn't struggle from diamond to legend. I, I, I belong there. I, I have confidence in myself, but there's, there's some issues there. Like there's some reason I can't get there sometimes. Um, I missed legend for the first time and I don't know how long in December granted is a busy month, but I should have got there. So one of the things I started to plan was I, I was going to start making some content about finding the flaws in my game and how I'm approaching it. And, journaling that and making it into a project of like content and um, streaming and everything where I say, how do I start getting to an 11 X? Not that 11 X is really the main goal, but it's kind of a, a way to tangibly express the end goal. And I was talking to Keith here a few days ago and he was like, yeah, you know, I, there's another streamer I was talking to that was talking about, how to get into that mindset of becoming a higher legend player. And that's when like the project that I had on the back burner kind of clicked. And I was like, this should be a collaboration project. So what I'm in the process of doing now is gathering up a few different individuals who are also in the same situation where they're legend players or almost legend players 
that want to become high-legend players and <clears throat> want to get themselves in a position to do the same thing and also make content about it. So what we're going to do is we're going to have recordings of like journal entries of everybody saying, hey, you know, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing. We're going to get like a month of control, like, hey, just do a month like you normally would to establish a baseline. And then we're going to make it, <coughs> excuse me, and then we're going to make it um, a collaboration where we work together to figure out where our flaws are and help each other, lift each other up. And then the end goal will hopefully be a nice polished piece of YouTube content after a few months when we've had some people make it to 11 where we can, you know, help other people um, get to that same rank. Sure. So get you're, to trying to, you're trying to establish some basic ideas that'll help anybody make the clock yeah. a little bit easier than, than what they're probably seeing right now. Keith is obviously far more accomplished than either of us as far as how high he climbs and how often he's been there. I have similar experiences to what you've gone through. The getting to Diamond 5 typically is just a matter of time. It isn't something that I really think anybody can't do if if they put in the effort. But, but sometimes 5 to Legend can be difficult. I think at one point I remember talking with some of the bigger players and, and they basically gave me the idea that it's like a pendulum and you can't get frustrated and you can't get to where you're, you're really tilting on it. That sometimes you get to three, you get to two, you get within a couple of wins of legend, and sometimes it swings back. You just have to ride it out, and eventually it will, especially once you get the stars that you need to climb a little bit more efficiently. It does sort of move back to where you can get there uh, routinely. But Keith obviously knows far better than we do. Yeah, and now, the, yeah there's a lot. Go ahead, Keith. Now, just a guy, um, I've helped coach people before. I'm going to tell you, I don't think everybody is capable of legend. I'm just going to put it out there. Um <laughs> it, and for their own okay i'm i'm going to be more optimistic about the potential i understand i, I haven't had to try and carry people probably like you have but I, I would hope that if i can do it somebody who's nearing 90 years of age that i actually don't represent the elite i think most people let's say most i'll i'll take most i i do i do actually believe that most people can do it and uh it's really just uh about time effort um, you know, motivation, whatever it is that's that's motivating you, it comes down to some very well. I I say simple and basic fundamentals, but I take for granted my you know my game mechanics and knowledge. Um, you know that not everybody's gonna have. So, where do you, where do you find when you're coaching some of these people, like a me or like a Tito, where you're trying to work and 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 identify sort of what the weaknesses are? What's the most common thing? Yeah. Is it the decks they're playing? Is it the skill level? Is it they don't understand the meta well enough where they don't see what they actually should be playing against as often? What, what, what do you find? Yeah, I think I'm going to trigger some people. I'm going to, it's, uh, they don't understand tempo. They like cards in their hand. They don't like cards on the board. I like cards on the board. I like killing my opponents dead. Uh, <laughs> they don't. And then they lose the game and they wonder why. They're too reactive, uh, to put it simply. Um, a lot of people that are struggling when I'm um, helping them, their plays and their thought process is too about um, how can I react to my opponent, not how can I put my opponent into a bad spot where they need to react to me. Um, I'd say that's probably the biggest one. So they're just, well, we're just sort of afraid more, just insecure about how they're playing and, and what they're playing against. 
Yeah, I think I think definitely a lot of it is game knowledge, right? They don't know what they're playing around sometimes. Um, they don't understand, uh, you know, like, I can see this person kept this card. They're playing this deck. Most likely it's this card. You know, you keep these cards in this matchup. Um, it's turn five. I'm going against Control Warrior. Play around Brawl. You know, it, you know, simple things like that um, where I've just picked up from playing the game over and over and over again and gaining that knowledge. Um, not everybody has that. So that's definitely another thing as well. And we've gone off on a little bit of a tangent here. So let's like cross course correct a little bit and great talks. And um, but we also have a fight night set up. We uh, probably mid-March, not, not ready to announce the competitors yet but I'm, I'm very excited about this one and um that so all the stuff is coming together right now so i think it's going to be a very exciting next couple of months but um anyway we're going to um dive into our interview with Keith, so you get to know a little bit more about him um just a guy why don't you uh, go ahead and take the lead on this sure sure uh we, we sort of touched on some of it already obviously you're very hearthstone centric uh how did you get into gaming where, where did you actually start from way back when yeah, I mean, depending on how far you want me to go back, uh, I mean, I've always kind of... I go, I go back to I go back to rock, paper, scissors. So <laughs> you, you can start anywhere you want from there. Yeah, I mean... He was there where they invented rock, actually. <laughs> I, did, I did work on the team. It, it, it kind of, you know, started back with the, the N64. Uh, a lot of, you know, Pokemon, Stadium, uh, Smash Brothers, okay. you know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, Game Boy Advance, Pokemon. Uh, eventually, I it, you know I got a little bit older. I got into card games. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh is the big one that I was really into. Hence, Bandit Keith uh, from my gamer tag. Um, got into Magic, The Gathering, and then uh, you know I I I seldomly play console games. Um, I got more into kind of strategy type games. Um, but then. Uh, World of Warcraft took over my life when I turned 14. Um, played a lot of World of Warcraft. Tried to become competitive in, in Arena. Uh, I got to, you know, decent rank. Um, and I watched a lot of streams on Twitch. One of them being um, kind of the the content creator that, that really motivated me to, to stream, which was Wreckful. And he started playing a game called Hearthstone. Um... And I was watching him play this game, and I thought to myself, this looks like a lot of fun. And uh, so I started playing uh, probably at the end of Naxxramas. And I uh, I got my first legend in Goblin vs. Gnomes with uh, Mech Mage, Bandit Keith, by the way. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you could say the rest is history. That's actually pretty cool. I, I, I assume that if you came from... The Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic that you have several hundred large bins of cards laying around somewhere that, that are just taking up space like I do. I yeah, I have a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> we just we just moved a couple months ago, so finding all of the stuff that piled up over the years was was really a shock. But so you 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 ended up sort of gravitating towards Hearthstone and and becoming a streamer. Um, what? Do you find in the time you've been doing this is the, the sort of the best thing about what you've been doing? What's the worst thing about it? Yeah, absolutely. The The best part of streaming for me is it's just like a creative outlet. Um, I just hop on there. 
I, I probably should plan my streams out more, but I don't. I just, I hop on, I turn on the stream, and I just, I'm myself. I play the game, whether, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be really tilted or not. Um, you know, if I'm going to have a great time, it, it just, it all unfolds on stream, real time, real reactions, n no planned, just, it is what it is. I think that's one of the best parts in, in, uh, you know, chat interaction, uh, the community aspect of like streaming and Twitch. Um, the worst part I think is just having to do it. Like it becomes a chore. It's monotonous. Um, sometimes you need to really step back and, and take a break from something like that, which I have, I did recently. I had to take a couple of weeks off just because, um, you know, just with real life stuff and, um, Hearthstone, I wasn't really exactly liking the meta. Um, it kind of felt like it, my content was stagnating. Um, just needed to take a step back for a couple of weeks. And I think it's really refreshed me to kind of go hard and, you know, even come on to, you know, this is the first podcast I've ever been on doing something like this is pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah. That's actually, you know, hearing you say it, it's something that, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, I think a lot of people look at people who stream and think that, you know, that looks like a lot of fun. And they think that, you know, obviously it takes some skill and it takes being entertaining while you're you're playing the game. And it's not something everybody can do. But I don't think people who don't do it understand just how sort of hard it can be. Because I see an awful lot of people talk about how burned out they get and how stressful it is and how much of a grind and how it becomes a job sometimes that you're not playing a game it's not something that a lot of people just think is you know anybody can do it that it actually can't be something that that really you see people struggling with you know trying to find quality of life trying to find you know their mental health and make sure that the game itself doesn't become worse than the jobs that they might have had in the past yeah it's definitely an interesting balance and i was one of those people that thought anybody could do it um until, you know, I started kind of doing it as a hobby um, and then realizing like, oh, this is kind of like, it's a lot. Like I, I have a girlfriend of uh, it's going to be 13 years this year. And I was I was streaming like, you know, so much. It just felt like I never saw her between my real life job, her real life job, coming home, trying to set a set stream for, you know, a schedule. Um, felt like I was never seeing her. And it was like, eh, I wasn't really OK with that. So I needed to kind of step back a little bit and I still wanted to do content creation and streaming and all that stuff, but I also have other priorities. So I'll have to kind of, you know, balancing that all is kind of a interesting thing to do. Now, do you do any other content? Um, do you make any YouTubes or, or TikToks or TalkTicks or whatever? <laughs> um, I did YouTube for a little bit and then um, I honestly, I'm just, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of lazy in a way that I don't. The thing is, like, I don't want to plan the content. So I started doing like recaps of my stream um, and then I found them to be boring because I would want to do something um, a little bit more involved and in depth, like maybe doing, you know, high legend gameplay or reviewing this deck or, you know, something like that. But that's a lot of effort. And I I don't have that much time to kind of commit um, with all my other kind of things that I'm juggling. So what life gets in the way, doesn't it? It's really irritating. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, the thing is too, 
I have some time, but I really prioritize myself and I don't apologize for that. So I, I put myself first. I do what's good for me. And uh, so I, I just don't feel like it's worth my time to to put, you know, to put that effort out there um, in in those avenues yet. You know, maybe in the good. future if things change. Good for you. Yeah, I, I, I found it with the content that I've been creating, especially a lot of it. It's it's like I don't have time for that either. My, my window for content creation is usually between 9 and 12, and and that's it. Like, I, I can talk about things during the day, but um, it's family time after work. Um, I have to – can't stay up past 12 because, or usually past 12 because no matter how late I stay up, the dogs are up, the kids are up, they got to get to school – so there's no time for that. So I have found that I've had to collaborate with folks. And that's been a joyful process. I, I work with Just a Guy on a few different projects. I work with Dragon Rider on a few things. And um, it, finding a balance between that really, I think, helps. But that's not for everybody. Some people want control of everything. Some people don't have the people to collaborate with. So, um, yeah. And, and it, it really seems like the, especially after the Death Knights released, um, the gameplay videos aren't as interesting anymore. Like we've had people come into the space like Raren and, 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 you know, uh, Regis and, and they kind of do some different content that really, um, is more interesting. People like to talk about the cards more than like to watch the cards played. So that's kind of an interesting, uh, things, but do you want to know um, a funny thing about me? Uh, sure. I don't like to look at the cards before they're released. I just literally wait until they're released and then I play the game. So this is kind of, a, you know, I, 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 on stream I did one set review which I failed miserably at, and uh, this is my second shot at it. But I, I just don't, uh, I just let it so you don't, happen. You, you don't set your alarm for the the card reveals. You don't, you don't, you know, go through advanced analytics and try and do all the theory crafting before the set comes out. You just sort of wait till it shows up and then have some fun playing with what, what, what's in front of you. Yeah. It's what works for me. I, I couldn't care less about, uh, you know, trying to figure out what's going to theoretically be good. I want to actually get that experience, that hands-on. I'm more of that hands-on tinker with the deck, play some games, see what feels good type of person. Um, then, you know, the, the theory crafting person. So for me, it just doesn't make sense to, to look at the cards and, you know, dream about what I think is going to work. I just, uh, I just log in. I see what I think looks interesting, build that deck and then go from there. Some people, some people have built their empire on being wrong about cards like Trump SC. <laughs> True. You watch, you watch anybody when you have time, do you have time to watch anybody else stream? So that's the thing. I'm addicted to Twitch, guys. I don't know if you know this, but yeah, I'm addicted to Twitch. So there's there's a lot of different uh, content that I consume. Um, you know, largely it kind of goes between uh, Hearthstone and World of Warcraft, even though I refuse to play World of Warcraft anymore. I still consume uh, the streamers that I used to watch um i find them very entertaining i still still find watching you know arena entertaining um but yeah there's there's a whole laundry list of uh of different uh streamers on twitch that i definitely watch he gets so deep into twitch he's even found my channel i that's deep dude that's that's down the rabbit hole 
Yeah, I don't know how. Exploring, though. I think it was, it was a really dark day. I don't know. I think, I think you came in on a raid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, what's something you think people would be surprised to know about you? It doesn't have to be personal. It could be su uh, silly or whatever. You've already given us one, but you got anything else? Uh wow now now I feel like I'm on the spot, um no I can't, favorite I can't think favorite, of favorite food favorite thing to do that isn't computer related yeah about that um mm, I mean I have five cats I guess that's pretty interesting okay there you go that is, that would be surprising five cats and a girlfriend yeah do you think she has anything to do with me having five cats. I think she has everything to do with it. I'm gonna guess that's part of it. <laughs> it's a little bit a part of it. We uh, so when we got together, we wanted a cat, so we we adopted a cat. She started working at an animal shelter. We adopted another cat, and then um, she <laughs> brought home three little baby cats for us to foster, and turns out that uh, fostering turns into adoption. So now there's five. Well, the trick is, I've done this too. We fostered 11 cats once at the same time. We only kept two. You got to get enough so you can pick the ones you like. And then, then you... No, I'm just kidding. But, Kids are the um, same way. Kids are the same way. You get, fair you get enough. enough of them, you keep the ones you like, the others... Not, not, not serious. No, you had, you had, make that joke about discovering... <laughs> Kids with my cousin. Yeah, no, we won't revisit that. No, that was that was good. But um, actually, what you you made mistakes, Steve. You, you you don't keep the ones you like. You keep the ones that are the most useful. Oh well, yeah. You know what? Live and learn. Do it over again. If I get a chance, I'll see how it turns out next time. All right, Keith. So one last question: What are there any other classes? Are there any particular classes you find yourself gravitating towards? Um. So mostly, I would say it's a it's a play style for me. I uh, tend to be drawn to aggressive decks. I like my tempo. Like I said, I really like playing my cards and killing my opponents. Um, and then, uh, you know, if, it, if there's not a good tempo deck that I can play, then I, I am drawn to the OTKs. I do absolutely hate and despise control. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I've been pretty happy that, uh, uh, you know, Hearthstone has kind of moved away from that typical control style, um, you know, gameplay. Because for me, I just find it very boring. Like, if you're going to play Blood DK and your win condition is to heal above what I can do to you, like, I, I just think that's so boring. And I'd rather play a different game, to be honest. So, um, <laughs> I, I know how you feel. It's actually one of the weird things that when you, you play Marvel Snap, which you've gotten into that at all or... It, it, it's it's not really, in my opinion, a direct competitor for Hearthstone. It's a completely different feel to the game. But but for the love of God, you get used to games taking three minutes, and then you and then you come back to Hearthstone and mix it in, and all of a sudden you're thirty five minutes into a game, and you're like, what in the name of God am I doing with my time? It's just taking so long, and then you lose after thirty five minutes, and you feel like you just absolutely wasted so much of the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm. So this is kind of random and off topic, but the the Hearthstone World Championship between uh, Dead Draw and Bunny Hopper that that Priest Mirror game, I literally fell asleep. 
I'm not like <laughs> I fell asleep. They're they're two of the highest level players in the world, and I just couldn't watch it. It was it was unwatchable for me. I fell asleep. I woke up. The game was still going. And they were doing some interesting stuff in that game too. Were they? they were I don't think so. Holding well, holding certain things and. And the way they're what you mean the way that they were generating things and then generating more things and then they generated some more things so that they could generate some more things generated by the way. Fair enough. I'm not a big fan of generation. I understand. I actually thought you were more of a rogue player anyway, but that's because not knowing anything about Yu Gi Oh, I thought Bandit Keith was a nod to rogue. I, I you know rogue does have a nice play style for me just because of how you can tempo. Um, there's a lot of mana cheat in Rogue right now. Um, Miracle Rogue is definitely something that I find to be appealing. Um, I just played too much of it, so I'm off of that deck right now just because I just got sick of it. I need I needed something new. Um, so I've just been memeing around in uh, Dumpster Legend right now. You know, maybe I'll climb my way back up to 11x if I feel like it. I'll just play like Unholy DK or something. Yeah, I watched... We, we um, just, I'm sorry, we, we had just done a, a, a video... Uh, interview of someone who only plays demon hunter, and and at that point it was like sort of questions about how do you how do you feel when you never play anything else and does it get stale, and and it sort of worked for him. It just it definitely seems like an unusual way to go about it if you like a little bit of a break from what you've been doing. Yeah, that was an interview with um, Draco Cat. Oh, Draco Cat! I love Draco Cat. He he actually. He's such a wonderful man. Um, for for no reason at all, he just kind of reached out to me, um, just told me that he likes my content, just gave me a, a bunch of great advice um, for my content and, and Twitter. So just honestly, I have the greatest respect for Draco Cat. He's such an awesome dude. It's a small world, isn't it? Especially in Hearthstone. I um, it's interesting <laughs> because you know I'm I know of you just a guy just because like your memes, you know, like. Just like her harassing your daughter, you know, just like, but I've, I've never met you before. And I know of Tito, I never met you before. This is the first time that I've ever been in a call with you guys. So it's kind of interesting. We can't, we can't get, we can't get anybody to come on and talk to us who has met us. Before. So it's, it's the only way it works. <laughs> That's a fair point. I also, so in the community, um, in the Hearthstone community, you know, I, I, I do know like a lot of different players. I've been in the scene for a long time. I've tried to be competitive before, so I do know, you know, quite a lot of those people. Um, even back to like when you know years and years ago, when f- before Frozen was Frozen, he was facing me in an open cup. You know, what I'm saying before Gallon was a game dev, we were competing to see who was going to be the best on. Uh, there was like I can't remember what website it was, uh, like before Battlefire or whatever, uh, there was, you know, when you could qualify with online points, we were, we were open cup grinders and, and Gallon was like my nemesis, you know? Yep. He, um, and, and he almost made it all the way. Just had to get through dog in Las Vegas. Oh. He would have been a world champ too. Or Shout at least out to a, killing uh, all day, by champ. the way. Shout out to killing all day. It's the, always the year of killing all day. <laughs> yep. But- <laughs> Anyway, um, I think it's time to start talking about the cards. I know this isn't your forte, as you were saying, but um, boy, did I invite you on the wrong show. But why not? Let's talk about them. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't mind. Like, it's it's not a bad thing. I just, 
you know, my girlfriend says I, I lack imagination. <laughs> it's hard for me to imagine a scenario uh, where a card would be good or bad without being able to play with those cards. You know what I'm saying? Well, and also, most of the time when you... The flaw that comes in with reviewing cards in a lot of places is you look at them mostly exclusively fitting into the current archetypes. Like, hey, if we add this to this deck or add this to this deck, does it make it better? Does it make it worse? When it kind of takes some of the imagination out of it where, like, well, what could you do with this? How would this... Like, Funky's really good. Funky Monkey's really good at saying, like, hey, he, he's, he, he takes, like, like today he had a stream. Uh, he was kind of he's building new decks from scratch and saying how are we going to do this how are we going to make that and um it's hard to evaluate where they fit in even if they look good or if they don't look good until you get them in with the other cards and and, and do some innovation so it's understandable anyway let's let's start looking at the death knight cards first um they have i think some of the more interesting ones um they have their location now which is great would have been kind of weird to go. I, I thought they were going to get a colossal, um, as well as a, a location. I was kind of expecting a hero too, um, but I guess they didn't want to go that far. Maybe we'll get one next year. But the first thing we have is the construction quarter, which is a location. It's a redurability destroyer friendly minion to summon a four or five undead with rush. Um, they have a spell that does this too, and it's a pretty good spell. So I don't. See why this wouldn't still be good. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the early nerfs all the way down to two, two durability pretty quickly. What are you guys' thoughts on it? You're thinking, you're thinking which one's going to be nerfed? <laughs> uh, the construction quarter. I think it's going to lose a dur durability, kind of like the mage one did. I see. Early. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that, that actually is a pretty good card. Um, I, I definitely think giving them a location is a nice thing since they want to sort of keep that going. Um, I, I do think it's a decent card. It's got some good value. Uh, I think their other cards aren't particularly good, but I, I do think Construct Quarter is a good card. I'll be yourself, Keith. Yeah, I'm probably not going to surprise anybody by saying that this is this is a very good card. Um, you play it on turn three, you might make a four or five on turn three, but more likely you'll probably make it on turn four, even if you just have to hit your button, hit them in the face, and then make a four or five rush to trade into something. You're going to get some good value out of it. Just seems like a solid card, three durability. Yeah, I think this thing is uh, gonna be an auto include. Now the next the next card they have a rim scale siren. It's a three mana two three <laughs> battle cry. If you've cast three spells while holding this, freeze three random enemy minions. Now this also is a one frost rune. Um, it seems solid. I don't know if it's. I don't. I mean, it should slot into a frost deck pretty easily. Possibly some sort of uh, maybe like. Blood Frost com uh, combo, or actually maybe Unholy Frost combo to, you know, stop what they're doing and continue on yours, except how many spells do you actually run in those? So I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about this card. Um, I think I, I it has some potential. Yeah I, yeah, I don't see this getting much more. Yeah, I think this thing is unplayable. Yeah, yeah, I think I don't see it getting played. You could, you could maybe fit it into a rainbow uh, DK deck, I, I think. It, it, it's interesting when you look at the other that they got the colossal just because it does synergize a bit with it but i i don't see this card getting much Here, here's the thing what's that what's that three mana hunter one where if you cast three spells it does five damage right i feel like it's likened to that um first of all you have to have this card in your hand 
and then you have to use the you have to have three spells. You're not going to keep this card. Like, I just don't understand in what world this would you, you gotta, be playable. You got to sit on it for a while. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's it's going to value to be able to play it. I mean, it's a defensive card if you're playing a slower deck and you're looking to. Uh, if you're playing a, a spell based slower yeah, but deck, we've and established you're this. Those, the, I don't care about those decks, so they don't exist. They, they, That's fair. <laughs> So, it, as long as Keith isn't interested in playing it, it's a bad card. There, you have it. Move on. There you, go. you got this. So, you, now you're understanding. So, Frost Queen Sindragosa is their Colossal. Plus two yep, Colossal. We, we all love Colossals. So, you're going to give it like a bonus star because it's a Colossal, but unfortunately, it's not a good Colossal. Is just a guy my father? I feel like we're... <laughs> does, your dad, does your dad talk Hearthstone cards? <laughs> no, but... <laughs> oh. I just feel like we're on the same wavelength here. I have to be, see. Here's the thing, though. Before I say I don't think this is a good card, I have to check and see if either of my kids had anything to do with creating it because, <laughs> because that, that, can, that, that can cause no issues. bias at all. And thankfully, yeah, for, yeah, this, for set, this set, I don't. Think I don't think they had. I think Sage did some. I don't think Cora <laughs> did. Cora so much, make this one? It's trash. No, no, <laughs> no. Hey, easy. easy. Uh, no, the, the funniest one. The funniest one, sorry, segue, was was my pointing out a, a card to, to my son and saying, yeah, this card just killed me in a match I just had. He goes, you know what? When I was creating that card, I was thinking, I hope this kills dead someday. <laughs> Peak Hearthstone content. So there, there are some interesting aspects to this card. Though. This um, You can you can use it you know, for us to clear. You clear a board with it or, or clear some big threats. It's got... Two different color runes, which is something that we haven't seen before. It's one frost, one blood. So there's it kind of signifies that they're not unwilling to do that going forward. So yeah, um, that honestly was something they if they wanted to make the card a little more playable, they should have. Yeah, that's exactly like the restriction is. I think what makes it so bad. If you're playing frost, you want three frost because that seven mana frost card is literally the nuts. So. If this had no runes and it was a colossal, it might be playable. Um, with the rune restriction, I feel like it's that's what makes it kind of. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they take a second look at this card after it releases and they they get all their statistics on you know how much cards are being played. I I think they probably revisit this one down. The if they wanted to be playable, know. just take away the rune restrictions. I think, and then that's one way. And then they'll put you it in every deck. You know. No, you're both wrong. It is a playable card. It's going to be a fantastic road card. Okay, Trump. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to um, Death Knight. Excuse me, um, Demon Hunter. Um, I, they, I always get them mixed up when I talk about them. You uh, and everybody else. The first, the first is Calamity's Grasp. It's a one mana, one two durability weapon. Death Rattle. Add a random outcast card to your hand. What do we think about this? It's not great. Um, I think that it'll be more playable when the current one mana Demon Hunter weapon rotates out uh, with the next set, and I think they're going to need a one mana weapon. So I, I think it'll see play, but I think it'll see play once there aren't many other options. So this, this card excites me, but just because for selfish reasons, I want Outcast Demon Hunter to be a thing because it can be a tempo deck, and it kind of... That you know the one two one mana kind of reminds me of what is it the whirling sidekick old road rogue card, um, 
and I want it to be good. I don't think it's going to be good at release, but hopefully Outcast gets some more support and this card becomes good. So that's kind of yeah, my analysis. I, I think it's I think they I think they, they get cards often get created where they come up with a card and they think, hey, I think this might be a good card. And then I think they also come up with cards that are like, hey, I think this card works because we need it to support these other cards. And I do think they they often design cards in sort of a big picture. And sometimes you don't get all the cards in the current expansion or even in the mini set that are still planned out. So I think sometimes you have to sort of give them a chance to, to hit the ground and then see what happens with the next expansion that might actually sort of round out some of these other cards. We're going to revisit that topic in uh, just a few cards. But um, the other thing to remember about this card, though, is when it does have the death rattle, the outcast card will be on the right hand of your hand. So on the right side of your hand. So it will be immediately outcastable. Yes, the problem so, is it's random. Yeah. Yeah, they so, need to um, delete that four mana uh, uh, minion outcast. They need to delete it so that way um, outcast DH can be good. I'll I'll make a note for them. Outcast <laughs> Demon Hunter is a go. Let's let's round it out a little bit. Quicker. Yes, please. So, Thank you. Got so it. the next card is Shambling Chow. It's a one mana two three rush death rattle deal four damage to your hero. This is very reminiscent of um cards from the classic set. Um or not I'm sorry, not classic set, the first next with um uh zombie chow. Yeah, I was gonna say from classic there was nothing this powerful. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I, I I meant the first next, yeah. So um this is this is, seems like a pretty good card. I think it has possibility. I think when aggro Demon Hunter is being played, everybody's going to put it in their deck. I don't know that I see an awful lot of aggro Demon Hunter. Here's the thing. Any Bandit Keith deck is running that card too of. I'm just saying. <laughs> that card. You're going to take it. Yes, Bandit Keith 100% would take it to the face to, to be able to punch somebody back. So, yeah, I can I can see that fitting the place. Rush, Rush is going to play insane. a lot of this, too. The stat line of 2-3, the downside of taking 4, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? This thing is great. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're worried about 4 damage in a in a, an aggressive deck like this, um, you're probably it's just a better flame. Imp. You're going to want to. It's just a better flame. Imp. It's got the better stats with the 3 health. It has rush, it's, and it deals. It's a decent card. It deals one more damage to yourself. It's a better flame imp. All right, so Bell Scale Evoker, a six mana five seven battle cry. If you've ever cast, excuse me, if you've cast three spells while holding this, we've seen this again. Um, summon a different demon from your deck. Is this enough to help make big demon hunter a thing? Not yet. Not, not yet. The, the the one thing with this that, that actually is pretty interesting is it, it lists summoning a different demon. So at least, you know, if you tech two of these into your deck, which obviously you would to try and play a big demon hunter, you're not going to pull the other one out, which would not be what you'd want. So be, being able to, to actually know that you could hopefully pull out something that you were targeting is a little bit better. But again, part of this is sort of the conversation about how many sort of big demon hunter decks are you going to see with the cards that are currently available? I love playing Big Demon Hunter. I love yep. the um, five mana pull out your um, the five mana rune pull out a Big Demon Faceless Manipulator and it's not good but it's hella fun. <laughs> it's satisfying. Yeah, um, it's when, not good but it's relics, satisfying. Relics, relics are all, right. all going to rotate out when now? Oh, wait, it's going to be a while. So. It's going to be a while. Yeah. So I think this card is trash. Um, <laughs> it, 
it's yeah. still got the you still got to cast three spells like you got to have this card in your hand it's so slow there's not enough mana cheat for big uh you know big uh, demon hunter like yeah it's just it's just going to be unplayable yeah. unfortunately and you ha- and you have to play it cuz it's battle yeah, so, I'm trying to be more polite about the cards because it seems Tito's taking it more personally than I do. <laughs> oh no, I'm not taking anything personally. Um, I don't think it's a good card. I just wanted to. I want Big Demon Hunter to be a thing, um, and it's not. Um, so let's go into the Druid cards. We have Rake, which is a one mana spell. Give your hero plus two attack this turn. Deal damage to equal to your hero's attack to a minion. Seems seems pretty good if you're playing that kind of a. Um, Aggro deck, maybe like aggro. Uh, this is a good card. This is a good card. It costs one. It's it's a better savagery. You, you could clear two 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 minions with one mana, even if you have to take some to your face. But that's okay because we know that Keith doesn't care about that. <laughs> right. Only if I'm only if it makes me explode. That's the only time I care. Understandable. No, I think this. No, I think this is a decent card. Yeah, I think so too. It seems fine. I just don't. What is it? What is it going to be played in? Like, I guess just ramp and control, just for early, ag- like to stop aggro. I guess. I I would think you'd play this in an aggro deck where you want to do more damage and maybe have to clear something out of your way. Yeah, in an aggro deck, you want to play minions, though. You know. Sure. I don't know. It, 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 it's it's definitely with a board. It's clear cheap enough early. where it will yeah. probably see yeah. some play. I I actually I'm not. I mean I'm not sold on the card. It seems fine. I I would be more sold on the card if it was a nature spell. However, this has no spell deck. Because with nature spell, there is some synergies that can be used. But um, yeah, not seeing it here. So now to one of the more con- controversial cards of the set: Death Beetle, six mana, six six, little devilish. Um, taunt, mana thirst eleven. Gain plus four, plus four in charge. So is this confirmation that um, the guff effect is moving on to next year somehow? Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think it it's an indication that either somebody forgot guff was rotating out, or maybe they have something planned. I I can't say. Yeah, no. I, itself, I, though, as as constituted, if you forget about how long you're going to be able to use it, uh, it's what's your best case? You're going to sit on this thing for a very, very long time on a, a slow deck, and you're going to be able to play out a ten ten with with charge. You okay. realize you realize Druid ramps, right? Like a long yes, time I, for Druid to turn five. I you're yeah, at but Druid, I also realize. <laughs> There's a lot of druid that'll kill you long before yeah, this card exactly. the Druid the ramps and then it does its powerful thing, which is OTK you with the combo that the only yeah. that's the only thing that druid can win with. So why would you play this card when it doesn't help you win? Uh, and again, we we don't. That's true for right now. I'm not sure which cards are saying when they're leaving for the add rotation. So it'll be interesting. This this will probably be something that if they keep some sort of plus ten plus eleven mana. Or <coughs> Druid past this, then um, maybe this slots into something um, in the core set meta. Um, well, I mean, if you want, I can go over what's going to be in the new core set if that makes it easier to, to evaluate. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what do you got? We don't have time right now. Let's just we'll, we'll go through. <laughs> I this think you was joking. All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, this card. No, no, could but be I, okay I was calling like, him on it. See, the thing. What I'm thinking is like, how do I mana cheat this card out? And then I think Celestial Alignment, and then I think 
how the heck am I going to get to Mana Thirst 11 with a Celestial Alignment? So I'm racking my brain, but this, this card just seems to, to not make any sense. Maybe in the future we'll get some more insight about what they were thinking and what uh, what archetype maybe this could fit into. But um. And I'm honestly okay with them printing uh, Druid cards that aren't good. Um, anyway, the next card is a 6-mana spell, Life from Death. Draw three cards, infuse six, this card costs one. It is a decent card. I think a lot of people are sort of losing their minds over the notion that you're going to get a draw three for one mana. Um, but I don't think Druid struggles with card draw. So don't they have Nourish I for that? No. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I don't know that. I, I don't think it's a bad card. I think it's a decent card. I this is, this is, don't know that it's a needed card right now. No, this is not a card for a ramp. This is a card for aggro. Again, like this is reload for aggro because it's infused six and you want to get that one mana, give me three more cards, get me more minions on the board. This is an aggro card. Aggro would like you to be dead by turn six. No, no, yeah, it's not turn six. I did six. the math. It's that sounds infuse correct. six. <laughs> that sounds it's not turn six. You're, you can possibly cast this on turn two or three after if they, if they clear your board it's infused uh, it's infused six okay it depends i understand so but the, early awesome. on early on before we started working in um composting back into the aggro druid aggro druid was really strong until they cleared you once and then you were kind of like you know boned and and eventually the deck got refined to have a little more draw a little more reload i think that was the key better. word they were actually contemplating using was boned <laughs> yeah I mean, it does fit the theme. Yeah, I think it's a, <laughs> so I think I think... It's an interesting card. Um, yeah, I think it could definitely be slotted into to aggro. Uh, there's no shot like that. This is going into a ramp druid, right? I mean, like, I guess, I guess they use uh, they could use scales and then draw three card. I don't know. Like, it seems it seems interesting. It just you have to get into the point of like, what are you cutting for this? You know. But then again, I'm not actually familiar with what's rotating because I just let things happen to me. But, you know, it might be necessary when uh, the other cards rotate out that you might need this to slot in. So so back in, let me ask you, Keith, back in the Yu-Gi-Oh days, did you like to do where you just sort of like open up packs, create a deck and play instead of bringing stuff that you prepared? So I was, um, I was a, a bit more casual. I, I was really just, uh, I like to play Big minions. I like to hit you in the face for a lot of life points. And then I had some tricks up my sleeve with, uh, you know, magic and trap cards where it was like, haha, you hit yourself in the face and now you lose. Haha, you destroyed, I destroyed your whole, you know. Magic, magic cylinder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, magic sure. cylinder, uh, mirror force. I played OG, you yep. know, Yu Gi Oh! So um, there was a, a combo where you did. Uh, um, uh, well, bring a destruction barrel behind the door, and like I would make a, I would make a summon skull. I'd buff it up to four thousand attack. I would sacrifice it, and then I'd redirect the damage to you, and that does eight thousand as OTK. So nice. sorry, Tito. I, I I pulled this off the rails pretty bad. <laughs> oh no 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 worries. We'll get right I back on real soon. I, I love the nurse Reficule deck with gift card. I I would I would make my living on that. I realized in this conversation that Keith would hate playing against me in Magic back in my day because I used to like Stasis decks. So guess what Magic um, decks I played? Um, you played Red Make Dead. I played um, Red Deck Wins. I played uh, Boros Burn. 
Yep. Um, and I remember, so I used to play in the alpha days where people would like fork their lightning bolts and, and, and kill you on like turn three. And you're like, I haven't even thrown a second land yet. Um, anyway, moving on to the hunter cards, we have a one mana, one, one trinket tracker, battle cry, draw a one cost spell. Um, a lot of people have said this fits into, um, quest hunter, but. I don't know if it does because I'd rather have the one cost spell than have to draw a one cost spell. What do you guys think? I think it's okay. Um, it thins I your deck. I think it's a really great card. I don't think it's a terrible card. I, I think it may find some play. I, I think obviously a, a lot of it is going to be, you know, what one cost spells are going to be available to draw. Right now, you have very little. To, to basically pull from, but that doesn't mean that's all you're going to get. Tracking is available now, which is a good card. It's not a bad thing to pull, um, but I, I think you know you'll have to see sort of what else is available. Yeah, it seems like a fair card. One mana, one one. Draw yourself a tracking at least for now. Um, you could probably. I've, I've actually been playing Quest Hunter recently. Um, the card that that deck actually like destroys on Holy DK, which is a lot of uh, dumpster meta. Um, I, I would definitely try this in that deck, see see how it works out because you do need your one mana stuff uh, spells. So, I mean, I'd try it out. Fair enough. Now, the next card we have is a secret um, called Zombies. Um, after <laughs> yes. After your opponent's player minion, summon four 1-1 one, one zombies to attack it. Very reminiscent of the druid card. Bees, obviously. Um, yeah, which is confusing seems to me. okay. Like, why, why are you calling back a druid card with a hunter? I don't know. But I'm confused. Because, because well, sometimes they work late at night and don't. <laughs> um, this is, so this I, is a decent card. This is, this is a decent card. Adding to the secret pool is always sort of fun. This is basically a better snipe. And the bees, as far as I understand it, are beasts and undead. Yes. So I know there's some people that worry about that. Um, yeah. So you potentially polluting you your pool. A, a, they play out a two health minion. You, you end up with a couple of zombies on the field for, for your next turn. So here, here's an alternative uh, way of thinking about it. Doesn't this card just make your Tavish worse? Isn't playing this card on turn two really sad for you? I, you know, I don't know. I just I don't like secrets. Um, I just feel like there's not enough support, um, for you know something like for you just to run two mana secrets in your deck just seems bad. I mean, bunker you know can reduce the card, but bunker doesn't see any play now. It's not going to see any play later. I don't think. Um, secrets need. A lot more support to be good in in the meta in my opinion i think the card is fine like i like the idea of it i just don't think that it's going to be playable in like any deck well two things one um the the upgraded secret will probably be for two twos i would think and two you gave me a list that had bunker in it so don't tell me it's not played <laughs> yeah 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 i um i'm playing really bad decks right now so. it's more fun so I'm baiting everybody into thinking, you know, that decks are good. Like, I was trying to get a really, you know, get to a decent rank and then post some Twitter bait, but it didn't work. Instead, I just dumpstered. There you go. So, 
Um, Faithful Companion is another hunter spell. It's it, both both these spells are um, classless. Um, not classless. I'm sorry. I'm uh, spell schoolless. Um, Faithful Companions is a seven mana. Discover a beast from your deck and summon it. Mana throws ten. Also summon a copy of it. This seems like a fun card. Um, I don't think it's a good card. I, I think it, yeah, more fun than great. I think it could be okay. I think it could be playable. I think the dream here is that you're somehow going to pull out two King Crushes and punish your opponent. I, I don't know how likely that is, how long it's going to take you to get there. But, yeah, I, I think it, it might be fun. I don't think it's going to see a lot. Yeah, I see Hattrick playing this card in double king crushing somebody in top 200 legend for sure. Um, does that mean it's playable? No. That means it's absolutely not playable. <laughs> I think Sunken Saber might be a better alternative currently. My, my first thought on seeing this card was, um, uh, what's this, the um, spell that gives a minion plus three, plus three, and drops another one in your deck? If you're looking for card names for me, yeah, you're not gonna, but you're not gonna get them for me. Either. <laughs> that's fair. I I would call um, this thing like seven mana king crush card. Well, you know, like, your card a plus C plus C and puts another one in your deck. Dire yeah. frenzy. <laughs> Dire frenzy. I found it. I found it <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think that would be. I mean, it could be some fun shenanigans there, but maybe you can um, use this to summon two more. Um, uh, uh, God, I can't think of it. Uh, boars. Uh, to finish your uh, hunter boar quest, but um, yeah, no, it's it's gonna be a fun card, um, but I don't I don't see it being a broken card or really seeing any real play. Um, on to the next shaman, um, one of the other controversial cards, blazing transmutation. Choose a minion, discover one that costs one more to transfer it into. So now we have this. We now have evolve with discover mixed in which um makes this makes the effect more consistent especially when you're dealing with something like the gnolls um and and more powerful i think this is a a very good card so i i'm gonna sound like an idiot can somebody explain this card to me i've literally read this card multiple times i don't understand what it does okay play your play your this is actually a card i created uh a year or so ago a really bad, confusing version of it, but I, I happen to like love the discover mechanic um, because it's sort of like it's like you don't want to look at all the cards before they get released and, and overanalyze. You like to sort of just play with it. I love decks that you just sort of sit in front of and you get new cards and you figure out what to do with them while you're playing. So discover is a lot of fun, and, and I suggested doing you know sort of that evolve mechanic, but instead of it being random, that you actually get to discover it. I think mine was probably a three or four mana card that was completely terrible stats. But this this card, you play it on something, you will discover three cards one level higher than the menu you select. So you, you have a lot more control over what you're going to be able to pull from the evolve. So no more discovering a null off, no evolving a null into a null. Oh, okay. You okay. Get, so it will, it will uh, evolve into whatever you discover. You, you don't get that card into your hand. It goes onto the board. Correct. Right. Okay, because that's what I was confused about. I was like, do you do you also get a copy in your hand? Is there? Yeah. So here, here's what you're going to see with this set. I think you're going to you're going to get your your gold shower null out, and you're going to play blazing transmutation, and you're going to see Thaddeus monstrosity turn up thirty percent of the time. 
And you're going to look at that, and you're going to think, oh, this has some serious possibility. That's why this card is so potential. Oh, man, so you're telling me this- Jombre is going to finish rank one? I'm telling you, yeah, this is a, this is another, I think, early um, it's so good it's so good for nerfing. All Shaman wasn't good at all to begin with, right? So giving them some tools that will make it even more interesting. Well, at least it's not egregious right now. It's not, it's not everywhere. It's a good, solid deck. You know what I heckin' um, love? But yeah, this card is bad. I heckin' love being evolved on. It sounds like a personal thing. I'm not sure we should talk about <laughs> Oh, sorry. I thought this was the forum for that. No, that's 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 Blizzlet. Um, so we have Cold Storage, which is a one mana freeze a minion. Add a copy of it to your hand. Um, this is a legendary effect from I believe Rossicon's Rumble. Um, turn into a one mana card that you have two of. So this is what they call uh, power creep. That card never saw a play. Will this see play? Uh, some. It's it's wind chill. And then the question becomes, would you rather have a copy of a minion or draw a card? Um, I don't think you can hate on a one-cost spell that freezes a minion to begin with. Um, I think there's a lot of utility here, even being able to freeze your own minion. You've got your null on the board. You'd like another one in hand. I I think here's a pretty easy way to grab one. Then you can blazing transmutation, the one that you just froze, and, and have another one in hand to use next turn. So... I think it's got some playability. I think most people are, are probably going to prefer the card draw. What do you think, Fair Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this card is just good in in whatever permutation of Evolve Shaman is going to be. I mean, you've already seen like people don't play uh, the Wind Chill in in Shaman decks really. Like it's one mana freeze a minion draw a card. People really aren't even like I don't know. People aren't playing it. So I think. So in uh, Evolve Shaman, this seems pretty good. So, what I what I see here is I play my Knoll, I attack with it, I freeze it, get a copy of it, evolve it. Yep. That is a distinct question. That seems like the best case use for for this card. Absolutely, and it, it keeps it keeps your hand. You're not even losing a card. It's cycle in a way where you're generating another card, and then your Knoll is still the same cost. So, um. Uh, next up, we have a 3-mana 2-3 Elemental Murloc, Frostfin Chomper. Battlecry, if you played an ele- Elemental last turn, summon 3 one, one Murlocs. This card is strange. Trash. <laughs> Let's, hope whoever- Let's hope whoever designed the card isn't listening. <laughs> yeah, well, they could throw... I mean, not every card is going to be a winner. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it- how, how, how many Elemental Murloc decks are you to see it's it's got an interesting effect um there aren't too many i mean you have to you need to play an elemental the turn before with a battle cry to even do it so the question is how does it fit into decks that people might be playing yeah i'm sure there's something out there that that'll be interesting and fun to do but i don't think it'll be no i i think you're Um, being too polite with that tito i don't think there will be anything (laughs) fun and interesting to do with this card I, th- <laughs> I think enough. it's just a, you know, <laughs> you're going to play a tribal-based deck. It's they're, they're very boring. They're very straightforward, and I'm not into it, and I don't think it's a good card. Well, well speaking of um, tribal, we have No Fins Impossible going into our Warlock cards. We have a 
it's a two mana spell. Again, no spell school. A lot of these cards don't have a spell school attached to them, um, which I, I kind of find interesting. Um, but give a friendly, give all friendly demons and murlocs death rattle summon two two imp lock, and the imp locks are demons that are murlocs. This one I have a little more hope for because this one I think gives you the potential to. You can play this on a uh, board full of imps that you've just generated and have a little bit more stickiness and still have the uh, ability to have the demon tags on top of them. I don't think we really care about the fact that they're murlocs, but I think it gives the ability to have a little bit, uh, add stickiness to um, an aggro deck. I think this is, you got to start by saying what, what a cool design for the card. It just, it looks fun. The pun cards are always great. Um, I, I think this is a very good card. I think it's a, a cheaper soul of the forest. The, the, the dual uh, tribes is, is interesting. I don't know how much it's going to make a difference, but it, it definitely, I think, is going to see play. This is a pretty, pretty neat card. What, wait, what class is this for? This is warlock. for Warlock. This is for Warlock. Okay. So it, add some imp block longevity to your board. And bigger imps when they re respawn. You don't sound sold on mm, Yeah, I like the fact that it costs two mana, but I don't. You, you're not. You're pl not playing this on turn two. You know, you're playing this. You know, best case scenario, turn four or five. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You play. Um, you summon four imps. What is it? Two mana to summon four imps, and then you play this on top of that. So turn four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. It. They clear your board, you now you have, have a bigger to think board about the decks that you're facing, right? And just like unholy, um, unholy, what are, what's the new class? <laughs> Death Knight? Uh, Death Knight. It, Death Knight. it just swarms the board <laughs> faster. It's just the fastest that you can put poop minions out on the board, isn't it? Like, unholy, how are you going to keep unholy. up with that? What's that new class? Well, when they clear your minions, you get two big, two, you get, yeah, but, um, Twice the size but Tito, of back. they've got that's... the board. If they if they've got minions on the board, then they've got the board, and then it's hard for you to establish the board and then play this card. It's like I don't know. Oh, I think I think I think you do this in combination on the same turn. Yeah, right? you play your you play your your uh, you know your um, suspicious uh, pack whatever the summon a bunch of imps and then you play this right on top okay so that and then you and then you die right? a chance okay <laughs> i don't know it, it, it seems I, I don't know it it seems like a fun card and that's what i'll leave it at it seems fun okay okay well, we're gonna be on for another hour if we debate about this yeah long. no so so um suspicious peddler is a two mana two three battle cry discover a one course card if your opponent guesses your choice they get a copy didn't so we didn't announce what class we were moving on to. No, we're we're still on warlock. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm we're sorry. Right. You're right. We only did the first card. I had, uh, no, I'm paying attention. Ignore me, please continue. So this is a worse um, peddler than the other one, uh, which Dark was a peddler, one mana yeah. one three. Um, I don't get this card. It's got more of a downside than the other one. The fact that you you, you could actually give a copy to your opponent. I like the discover mechanic. I, I don't know that I'd play this. Yeah, I, I mean, they gave it an extra, you know, health point, and then they gave it a big downside, um, and that kind of ruined the card for me. If it was a two mana, two three, discover a one cost, I'm playing it. 
every single time. Um, with the downside, I mean, I'll try it out. I don't, you know, I'm not sure how uh, good it's going to be. The one mana um, I mean, pool doesn't seem like, is it for just Warlock that you're discovering? Is it any one mana? I believe it's just Warlock. Yeah, like the one mana uh, Warlock cards aren't aren't that great. Suspicious Peddler only discovers a one mana. And, and I mean, we do play the uh, Suspicious Peddler? Alchemist in um, Mage, but that's a 1-3 discover. Yeah. Spell. Yeah, but it's just fodder and for your that, uh, for your whatever. Apparently, it's any one cost card, not not limited to the. World. Okay, well, there are some decent, some decent one cost. But then it makes then makes it more unpredictable. Yes, it dilutes the potential more. Yeah. You're, you're right. So, um, next we have Plague Eruption, okay. which is a three mana spell. Again, classless. Um, um, school lists, excuse me. <laughs> Deal two damage to all minions. If you discarded this this game, deal one more. Sounds like a wild card. It does a little bit, doesn't it? It could be good in wild, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where you're playing. Yeah, it doesn't seem. I mean, it's an entry aggro tool, but but I don't see it. Yeah, being a very good card. Um. But we can we can tell Stormrage that they got another discard card and you can try to make it work. Um, moving on to the warrior cards, we have Training Session, which is discover a taunt minion. If you play it this turn, repeat this. So you you're not doubling the minion you select. You get to pick again, and I would believe you can do this until you run out of mana. So I don't know if it's a good card. Um, it's interesting. It's potentially fun. I don't even know what the the taunt pool looks like. Yeah, I, I know you have a pirate. Um, I don't know what you guys thoughts on this card. It's 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 more fun than, more fun than probably a competitive card you're going to see play. I don't think there's a lot of taunt decks that you're running into too much right now. Well, it would be. I I think that you wouldn't. This would be the card that makes you want to make a taunt deck. Like this, if if you were going to play a taunt deck, um, you're probably doing it with playing this card in mind, and then I don't know, um, bolstering behind it or something. If that was still in the standard, I don't know what's in the core still. There's a lot of cards that were in the core that we haven't even thought about. So I think it's an interesting. I think it's an interesting card. I, I think it definitely depends on sort of some additional cards that might need down the road for support. You know, any thoughts? Keith? I like the fact that it cost one mana. That's it. Now on to the next card. We have a 3-mana 4-3 Heck Pirate. Hookfist 3000. If your hero attacks, gain 4 armor and draw a card. This seems like this is situational, but it could fit in um, a pirate deck. It could. It, 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 I, I like the mech pirate sort of motif is, is interesting. I'm not sure putting... A big number at the end of everything is is automatically going to make everything a mech, but I guess it doesn't. In this case, hands down, it's just coolest. Yeah, I mean, it's the coolest named card of of the mini set, hands down. After your hero attacks, gain four armor and draw a card. I think the drawing a card effect is pretty cool. I'm not sure the armor is going to make a big difference if you're playing this like in a pirate deck. Um, I don't think it's a terrible card. I, I think it might see some play. I think people are going to experiment with it and see if it fits. You're not going to hate generating it, especially if it's coming off the, uh, if people are finding a way to play Quest Warrior and you're drawing it off an Argonaut. I mean, 
there are worse cards to get. But <laughs> I don't see it really being played that much. I mean, it seems like it Excuse could me. be a Pirate Warrior card, which I don't think is a deck. But uh, I like the name of the card, so. And we, um, Flesh Shaper, which is, a again, a Blizzlet name. Um, especially it's an original format, which I believe it was Flesh Bohemoth or something along those lines. Um, six mana, three, eight. Undead, Taunt, Battlecry. If you have five or more armor, summon a copy of this. If you are playing a quest, excuse me, a Taunt Warrior, this card goes in there. I don't know how good it is otherwise, unless you're playing something super controlled. Uh, it's it's an interesting looking card. I think it's very conditional, and I think that six cost is a real deterrent. It's got butt, but yeah. What do you think? Yeah, you no. Um, the best case scenario that you do this is what on turn five you're playing control warrior and you um armor and shield shatter something and then hope they don't develop a board and then you play this and make two three eights and win the game but you're probably winning that matchup anyway so i don't really see a, a real reason to play this card in control warrior um or any warrior deck um yeah i mean it'll help you stabilize if, if you can last that long against aggro it'll help you stabilize but yeah no You've already got other tools um, to stabilize against aggro. I don't think you need this. This isn't what Control Warrior needs, I don't think. <coughs> All right. Moving, moving on to Mage, we have Spectral Trainee. Uh, three mana, one four. After you cast a spell, deal one damage to all enemy minions. Um, I'm not sold on this card. I, I, if it would have just said enemies, I would have been more happy with it. But... Um, it's no, not ex no. no. Mage doesn't need this card. It, no. It's no. One three mana one four just seems like a, a waste of spending your mana. Four, four stats. I'd rather play Flame Waker. Well, Flame Waker's not in standard. I I can I can have it if I want it. <laughs> Alright. Whirl Weaver is a three mana four three battle cry. If you cast a spell last turn. Discover an elemental, and it is an elemental naga. Um, I don't see... I mean, this is probably one for the rotation, because I don't see a elemental... There's not a lot of good elementals in Mage right now. No. <laughs> there are. Yeah, I think we, we've gone uh, full... That's a no for me dog mode. <laughs> yeah. That's it, it, this, it, this, this, I mean, this, <laughs> a lot of these cards, like I said, a, a lot of them Wait, are... Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they're cards that that sort of you know give them something. You're not seeing the long term yeah, we may that are coming, and and I think that yes, yeah, some of them can be sort of the start of what they're putting together because when they do design cards, they often design cards for a set, not not just individual cards, and then hope somehow they plug together like pieces of a puzzle. Luckily, so yeah, I think this is one of those things that maybe down the road. Look yeah, at a little bit closer. This might yeah. this might be an April card, or even maybe a like a September. To be card. a less um, less uh, critical, the the art I think is actually really cool. It's very cool absolutely. art. Absolutely. Um, and now we also have a four mana arcane spell, air reality. Add two random spells from the past. They cost two less. So a lot of people are obviously hey, 
ice block is back. And yes, there will be, you know, some videos out there where people get ice block over this, but there are a lot of mage spells in the past. You're not going to see it that often. Um, this is a fun card. Um, you're getting, there is a lot of good spells and a lot of crap spells in um, mage. And they're random spells. So this will be a fun card in a casino mage. Um, it's not a good card. Yeah, I, I think this is a card I will play around with a lot just to sort of see what you get because I, 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 I love, like you mentioned, the discover mechanic. And I hadn't, because you don't get that many cards that do it, I, I love randomness where you bring cards that aren't even in the current meta. So that's fun. But yeah, what are you going to get? It, 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 there's an awful lot. People think about things like Ice Block and they forget about an awful lot of really bad cards that won't do you. Hey right man, you can get unsta you could get a free I, unstable portal. You could you could get a an eight mana box. There's some good stuff. There's some good oh, stuff out. Oh, everybody's gonna want it. <laughs> except, there's an, except there's an awful lot of bad cards that are gonna turn up and you're gonna think that you know, obviously it's it's fixed somehow. So And you could also get a fun an, card. You could also get an what is it, eight mana um castle cast up to five secrets from your deck. <laughs> I'm I'm excited about the card. I don't think it's a particularly good card, um, just because I'm not sure of the exact you know what the probability of um, the outcomes of getting good cards are off of this card. If I knew if I knew those statistics, I could you know more firmly say like, oh, this card's busted. You know, X percentage of the time I'm gonna get X Y Z, but I've got no clue. Um, it seems like a fun card, and I'm kind of just excited to to meme around with it. Well, if you want the math on the card, actually, 100% of the time is going to work 70% of the time. Okay, so Paladin, we have a 3-mana 5-5, five five, Knight of the Dead, Battle Cry, deal 5 damage to your hero, Mana Thirst 7, restore 5 health to your hero instead. I really like the design on this card. I like that it is a hyper-aggro card, but also, you know, could potentially help you survive if you're in a if you're in a longer battle for some reason i don't know if it's a good card it's also undead but i really like the design of this one i think this is a decent i think this is a good card um i think you could see this getting a lot of play i think you can definitely in an aggro deck being able to play it early you're not gonna you know we already know keith doesn't care about taking five to the face get it out there and kill his opponents. I also think it's going to see some play because the, the Mana Thirst is going to let you play it later game. Use it as a heal, which, you know, you've got some heal resources for Paladin right now, but more wouldn't be bad. And I think you're going to see it sort of fit into to different decks, which is what I think is going to be the difference as to whether you see a lot of these cards much. Yeah, I think this is a good yeah, card. It seems like a fine, pure Paladin card to me. Um, it can fit into some other archetypes too because of the, the Mana Thirst uh, flexibility. Um, five five stat for three mana seems pretty good. Uh, coin this out on turn two seems pretty good. So, I'm um, I'm excited. Seems like a nice card. All right, Goldwing is a four mana three five mech dragon. Rush, battle cry. If you're holding a mech, game win fury. What do you think about this one? No mas. No mas. <laughs> not 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 a. Yeah, why are you no. playing? Why I'm playing confused? Why you're playing mechs? But, <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, this seems like a Brian Kibler card. You got, the, you got the, um, the, the Colossal. The Colossal's a mech. So if you're playing the Colossal and you generate this, you're not unhappy. If it didn't require you to hold a mech, if it was just Rush, 
a four mana three five with wind fury you'd wonder whether you'd fit it into your deck i'd also be happier if it was a mech if the next card also was a mech which it's not for some reason and i know they said it's lore based but i don't agree with the, the evaluation here is the five mana four six the pure raider haunt battle cry if your deck has no neutral cards draw a minion of each minion type so this is i don't think a good card they also like i said it's 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 a construct like the mech um the the uh, <laughs> it's a construct but they don't give it the mech tag which is fine but like what kind of why pure don't you paladin think this is a good card what kind of pure paladin are you going to run that has all the different night like, of the so dead is undead and that okay. triggers that and then uh i don't know what else they play but there's got to be some other tags right like you can draw probably a couple cards off of it that's and that's fine i mean it it's the tutor effects are good but you have to really build your deck around this card somewhat and you only have one i don't think it i don't think it's as restrictive as you think and it's just a better curator and curator actually saw some play um I yeah I I think this card is fine I think that it will probably go into pure paladin, and uh, I don't know what other type of architects that they're trying to push the you know in the future but this seems like it could go in that as well so. I think it's an auto include for pure paladin. I think it's a really good. Card. I can't think what 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 um in pure paladin what are you running that has tags? I'd have to go through a list, but I'm gonna bet that a five mana four six with taunt. Even if it only tutored two cards, and obviously you can alter your deck a little bit to, to play off of it more, I think it's it's still going to see. It'll get you a Goldwing. Um, and like I said, I'm, <laughs> you can have my Goldwing. You keep the Goldwing. I'll take I mean, the if, Knight of the Dead. Yeah, no, and if um if it had if the Goldwing had the mech tag, it would be better. Um, Mindseer, a one mana priest spell, Shadow. Deal two damage to a minion. If it dies, deal three damage to the enemy hero. This seems solid. Yes. Yes. I think this is a I'm card. probably going to get a lot of hate. Um, Mind Render Alusia did nothing wrong. Unburn the Witch. <laughs> that card, Shadow Priest, was insane. And I'm excited about this card. So uh, hopefully, Shadow Priest will come back. I think you're, hey, you're, you're going to be a fan of any card that looks like it's going to potentially kill your opponent faster. It's like the theme here. I think. Well, then he's probably, well, then he's probably not going to be a fan <laughs> of Cannibalize, which is four mana shadow spell, destroy a minion, restore its health to all friendly characters. Ooh. This is not killing your opponent. This is healing yourself by destroying. Yeah, a this minion. is why people say thoughts? delete priest. Yeah, kill your opponent. Okay. <laughs> this is this is this is this is an okay card. Um. um I, I like that it was, you know, I mean, depending on what you destroy, it could, it could restore a significant amount of health if you have a decent board, obviously, to hero as well. Um, it's pretty targety. It's a little situational. Well, it's actually kind of flexible it's because okay. it says destroy a minion. So it could be... Yes, it could be yes. yours as well. Yours as well. So You're right. It's not... I, I, I like the tag the that it says destroy a minion. It seems like it could be playable in these ungodly, terrible control priests um, that I hate, but... I think the card is fine. I think it could probably be slotted in um, as playable. I don't think it's unplayable. It also could be playable in like a, a shadow priest where you're oh. summoning a four three that um, you does want to damage to the enemy. Jump in. 
when it dies and you reborn it and then you play this on one of the copies and it does damage and heals you and keeps you moving forward. So there's potential for it, but it's it's fine. Um, we have Rotting Necromancer, which is a four mana, five, four undead minion. Battlecry, Dredge. If there's if it's an undead, deal five da damage to the enemy hero. This seems like it's going to be a solid card in, in, in a, the vast majority of the undead priests we're seeing. I think this is a decent card, too. Yeah, I, I like that they're bringing Dredge in, I think, keeping some of the keywords that in the past they would come out and then it sort of would exist for one set and people would forget it ever happened. I think that's. I think Dredge is a good keyword, too. I, I think this is actually a, a pretty decent card overall. Yeah, yeah you know my my least favorite part of playing Shadow Priest was playing that four mana void you're shard. you priest? Um, this is a better void shard, and it's a minion. <laughs> I, this is, I like this. i definitely going to try some uh, some undead Shadow Priest for sure and uh, see what we can do. All right, moving on to Rogue. Uh, zero mana non-school spell called Ransack. Deal one damage to a minion. If you've played a card from another class, Turn this, yeah, excuse me. Deal one damage to a minion. If you played a card from another class this turn, deal four damage instead. This seems solid. Exactly what I would have said. Solid card. It costs, can't argue with the cost. You know, maybe they'll come out with cards that'll actually restore mana, you know, like a minus one cost card. An idea. But no, I, I think it's, it's potentially four damage for zero cost. It's Hard to argue, although it is minion only, you can't go face. And it also so, feels oh. like a it feels like a min, uh, miracle card, but you'd be playing this in thief. Yeah, you just go uh, you go buckler on one or something, and you can ransack something in response for tempo. It seems like a good solid card. Um, Jolly Roger is a one mana one three undead pirate. After your hero attack, summon a one one undead pirate. So. I'm assuming the Undead Pirate does not have the same text as the Jolly Roger. Otherwise, this would be like a build your own board of Trogs. No, I'm I'm sure it's going to be a, a one and done. One. But still, Seems. one mana, one three that, that summons a one one. You just have to hit something. That, that's not a bad card. Yeah, I think it seems fine. better I don't know where, wild. where it finds a home. But in, seems yeah. like a wild card in standard pirate. Rogue isn't a thing, and I, I don't really see it in the future being a thing. If you know, with with all the cards that are you know in standard right now, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, it seems fun. It seems fun. I don't know where it home where it finds a home, but it probably does find a this home. This next somewhere. card is confusing it's, it's to solid. me. Yep. Too yep. much card text. Stitch Love creation. Stitch creation. A three mana one one combo gain plus two plus two infuse two gain plus three plus three. Mana Thirst, 8, gain, plus 4, plus 4. Now, I really okay, like so this card because it it doesn't do well early game, but if, if you can get this going off late game, um, it'll it'll stack up quickly. I don't know if it's any good, but it's a fun card. It's not. It's it's here's the, This card triggered me for the reason I stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh. When, when Yu-Gi-Oh started printing cards with like eight lines of minuscule text and you needed a magnifying glass and five minutes to read it when the, your opponent played a card that you hadn't seen before, I, I realized I was getting far too old for this game. That, that card text is starting to make me think of that. 
four lines, yes, it's, it's half bold, and I understand there's numbers, but you, you need an abacus to be able to figure out what this card's going to end up doing, depending on when you yeah, I've got it. an idea, though. What if it lights up a different color for each one? You know, combo, it lights up orange. Infuse, it lights up blue. So that you know, you know what's... There you go. So you know yeah, what it'll that actually way, because be Because otherwise, I have no clue okay. what this thing is going to be. I, you know, like... A little, a little green. Your best case, your best case scenario is this comes out as a ten ten for three, but it's going to come out as a ten ten really, really late in the game. So that that's that's probably unlikely. So what are you going to see it as more often? You're going to see it as a five five for three mana if you combo it. Okay, that that might be okay, but I I don't see that. I, I think that um, <laughs> you're going to need a little clippy to pop out and say, oh, so you want to play your Stitch Creation. Um, I want the card to light up. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun card. I think it'll. I don't think you're going to hate generating it. But, um, I don't think. I think I want to just it's not play one an of actual the... three mana 10-10 <laughs> with a graveyard <laughs> instead. Yeah, that'll get you there. Okay, Keith, I, I explained to him that you wanted the card to light up with three different colors depending on what was activated. They said they don't have the budget for that, so I don't think that's damn, damn. I thought I thought that was genius. By the way, I came up with that on the spot. I was like, you know what? I'm a genius, and just shut down. Oh, it's it's not that. You're oh, it's wrong. it's not that you're wrong. It's just you know, if you want to start a GoFundMe for Blizzard, maybe they can they can integrate that at some point. No, it's just because I'm stupid, um, so I was like, I know I'm going to mess this up. It's got to be, like, color-coordinated or something, because I'm not reading all this. <clears throat> this is way too much. So our neutral cards, we have a 6-mana six 6-6 six, six Legendary, Rivendare, War Rider, Death Rattle, Shuffle the other three horsemen into your deck. <coughs> and the other three horsemen, I believe, are three different 6-mana six 6-6. Six, six. One has Rush, one has Taunt, one has Lifesteal. And um, this seems like a fun card. This is a the card of, that... The end of the journey is destroy your opponent. Right. The end of the journey... I'm sorry. The end of the journey is all four horsemen die. All four... If all four horsemen have died, I believe, then you kill It's like a opponent. six it's mana... A, um, a Cthulhu type. It's like a six mana Cthulhu or whatever. Like the Cthulhu. It's like a six mana yeah. Cthulhu almost. Yeah. Like a six mana Mechathune, yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. But you have to get... But, but you have to... It shuffles three cards into your deck. You have to draw them. You have to not get patchworked. You have they to all not have get to silenced. I think, um, I think that as long as the last one doesn't get silenced, I think the others it doesn't. I think right, right. No, is, no. That, yeah. that makes like sense. Four? I think this is... Yeah, kind of. Um, I think it's a fun card. I think that people are going to make it work. I think if this is ever good, that's going to be problematic. I think it's, but I don't I think, think it's, it's a meme deck. It's a meme deck. I think it's... it's It'd be fun. I'm sure somebody can figure out how to use it better than what I can think of right off the bat. But it does seem really slow. <laughs> yeah, there's no shot I'm playing this card ever. <laughs> now we have it's the opposite uh, of your deck. I get it. We have the polarizing card of Thaddeus Monstrosity, which is a 10 mana 11 11. On your odd course, your odd cost cards cost one. Swaps polarity each turn, so the next turn your even card is cross one. Um, this is a f potentially fun card. Um, it's going to possibly be good, I would think, in a shaman deck. Um, I think that's the only place it'll actually be. Good. Yeah, but you're not going to play it um, in your deck. You're just going to evolve into it. Possibly, 
But I mean, this this might have the potential if you're playing some kind of Vandar shenanigans. I don't know. I think it has the potential there. It's an interesting card. It's an interesting card. I, I think um, one thing I did ask about, got clarification on, is that this card actually, the polarity, they refer to it, the swapping between uh, odd and even, that happens wherever the, the card is. It isn't, something it isn't something where it starts out as your odd cost cards cost one and then it alternates to even. It, it, it may end up in your hand uh, with that even setting. So it just, it, it is going to happen regardless of where the card is. Uh, so you don't know what you're going to get when you actually get it. Yeah. Wait. It can be a it can be a one mana eleven eleven. No, so the no, so the, the your odd mm -hmm. cost cards cost one swaps with your even cost cards mm -hmm. cost one. Well, it's Rand, well, it swaps each turn, but it swaps wherever the card is. Not kind of like, Not just like in your yeah, kind of like the um the old uh, working cards that used to swap each turn. Um, I don't know. It's a fun card. Um. Someone's gonna find a way to break it, and but I don't think it'll be. Um, I don't think it'll be a meta stable. I think it'll just be there. Um, but we'll see what. What's, what's, it's an interesting card. Yeah, I, I like think it. there's some possibilities. Um, um, I'm too stupid to figure them out. Somebody else will, but um, we'll see what happens. That's the best part about net decking. Let somebody else do all the fun. Yeah. So we have a mistake. A one mana one three. Um, this has so it's an amalgam. This has all minion types. Um, this card has potential, depending on the kind of deck you're playing. I don't. This, have a this is the best card in the set. To me. Absolutely, help you. this is the best card. This isn't my. This isn't my opinion that it's the best card in the set. I have been told by a higher authority that this is the best card. Was that person Bandit Keith? Because it's a one mana one three. I, I, you're, I, I, you're undoubtedly going to join in on that opinion. This card will be, this card will be played in everything. I think the card is fine. I think it's. I definitely think it's probably uh, going to be slotted into a lot of different things. Um, the stat line of one three is fine. The fact that it's all minion types is probably more relevant for other things. I don't know if it'd be slotted into everything. I mean, you guys, you getting it from a higher power. Like we thought, Body Bagger was going to be in every single um, Death Knight deck, and it wasn't. So this is. I mean, this this has this is a good card. It's situational. But like it's going to be really good when it's in those situations. Um, it's, it's and it's a fun idea. They, they were they they teased it a couple weeks ago that there's a mistake in the mini set. Oh no! Um, we now have a three mana three three undead dark fallen shadow, which is rush mana thirst game. Oh my gosh, reborn! Yeah, it seems. I mean, it seems fine. Okay. okay. It's, uh, yeah, I don't think this is getting played at all. Okay. Okay. I, I, was, incorrect. I, I was incorrect. I don't think this is getting played. <laughs> Who's playing this, man? It's I, three mana. What are you gonna? Why? Why would you spend three mana on this? And I don't know. This is a card that you're again. I you think know, you're not going to be you, upset you know, if you generate it. Rush and it could have reborn. Wouldn't that be fun? It could be fun. I can't sell this. I can't not sell for, this not for me. It's, if I want, if if it was a a rush. Three, four, and then you know maybe could get a value trade or something. I might be a little bit more inclined to like the stat line. Um, it, yeah, I'm not excited about the card at all. And our final card is a four mana five four undead loss. I don't even know how to say that. Ex Exarch. Um, death rattle. Spend all your mana. Summon that many two two zombies with rush. So it's a druid card. Uh 
isn't. No, it's not. It looks like a druid. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, but... it, 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 it doesn't. I don't think this is this card is going to see any play. Yeah, I don't think so. I like the art on this one though. It seems a little. Slow. It seems a little slow. Yeah, I could only see it in like a, a ramp druid or something as another scales, but that you just play scales, it's just better. So. And we've made it to the end. Well done, well done everybody. I think I, I, uh, I think I kept us on on track a little bit more than the blizzard. We got a and then the blizzard. We got a couple uh, derails, but not too bad. Um. Overall, what do, what do you think of the power level of the set? Do you think it's going to change anything? No. Why don't you say what you mean? Why don't you say what you mean? <laughs> Be clear. Cut to the Be clear. Cut to the chase. I'm trying Go to ahead. keep it short and sweet. No. I appreciate that. No. I appreciate that. No. I think, it, it, I think there's some fun cards in here. I think there's going to be some things that people that people are definitely going to play. Do I think it's going to... Is there a meta-defining card that's going to... No. People don't like it when that happens. They don't like when you break the game. But they also oh. don't like it when it doesn't happen well, because then yeah, things well, don't change. You Maybe you haven't noticed that often people don't like things. I think there's some fun cards here. You know what? You can get the entire damn set for 2,000 gold. Just shut up and buy it. <laughs> I think people are confused about what they I mean, want. They need to be told what they want. So what they what they want is to shut up and buy it for 2,000 gold. That's what they want. I'll give you another. I'll give you another option that I wasn't aware of until I was informed earlier today. You can get the entire golden set for ten thousand. Yeah. Oh, nice. So it's no longer just cash only. Interesting. <laughs> um, I don't know that I'd ever care about spending ten thousand for the entire golden set, but if you want. Oh, here's to. another fun fact about me: uh, golden cards are ugly. <laughs> wow. How do you really feel? What do you think about the diamond cards? Oh, yeah, disgusting. They're, they're, I, I hate the diamond cards. Um, and uh, the whatever the signature cards are very bad. You heard it here first. Blizzard's target. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm very basic. <laughs> I want to play p good, powerful cards, and I want to win a game of Hearthstone. I couldn't care less about what the things look like. And and that's the interest. So bring it to snap, like. I love that they. I want the cards. I don't want the variants. Like I think there's some cool variants. I don't mind having them. But give me all the cards first, and then let me worry about the variants. And that's kind of frustrating to me. But um, I guess we've learned tonight that Keith is not going to be buying um, or, or earning the Diamond Reno anytime soon. So um, anyway, this we're, we're, we this is officially I think the longest episode of Bread and Butter ever. So I think it's time for a little bit of dessert. Um, Keith, where can people find you on the social media? Social medias um, on Twitter, I'm Bandit Keith HS. On uh, Twitch, I'm Bandit Keith ninety one. Come check me out. Become one of the Bandit Bros and the Bandit Baddies. Thank you for uh, having me. Uh, sorry, I I'm a bit chatty, so we ran a little bit longer than expected. You know, this is a podcast where. It's 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 an audio medium, so when people talk, it's actually a good thing. So he doesn't pay extra for the time. Don't worry about it. I don't pay. I don't. I, well, no. I I'll, I'll 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 double what we pay you. Um, just a guy. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, if you look really 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 hard, you can find me on Twitter at justaguy66. You can find me on YouTube, uh, justaguy66 for my YouTube channel. I do this weird additional content with somebody whose name escapes me for Be Good Studios and the Watch This 
Uh, we do some focused, uh, sort of mostly quick uh, interview stuff with some lesser known creators that you might want to take a look at. You can you can take a look there if you'd like to as well. And you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Tito Santana HS. You can also email the show at bread and butter HS at gmail.com. Um, anybody like to shout out today, Keith? Um, just shout out to everybody that has supported me in the community. Uh, shout out to you, Tito, for having me on the show. And uh, I just appreciate being in the Hearthstone scene in the community. I just appreciate it. So shout out to you guys. And no, thank you. Uh, Jessica, how about yourself? Uh, you know what? I'd, I'd uh, parrot the community shout out that I, I've always been amazed at how unbelievably supportive and helpful and decent the vast majority of, of everybody out there is. I, I would also give a shout out to my two kids who were kind enough to spare 10 minutes to tell me how wrong all of my opinions were about the mini set so that I at least, you know, wouldn't sound nearly as, as stupid as I would have had I come along with my own opinions. So I, I, I do appreciate that. So. And I would like to shout out them as well for um, giving us a little bit of quiet time when I know they wanted to be probably watching some television. So um, Sage Cora, we really appreciate it. Um, and anytime you want to come on the show, just clear it with your people and we would love to have you. Um, I'd also like to thank the both of you guys for being on, especially since um, Jessica, you filled in at the last minute today. And um, Keith, I've known you've been talking to you for about five days now and I've already kind of roped you into two things. So appreciate you there. Um, and I also want to thank Dragon Rider, who I, I've also been roping to a couple projects again. And um, finally, Cat, who is starting to do some artwork for my stream and my community. And I'm really happy with that and excited to start actually getting some branding done. So thank you, Kesa. I'm very happy with what she's doing. And um, on a side note, while it looks like we're here to stay, this is our 15th episode. We have no plans on slowing down mm-hmm. or, or stopping the show. We're... We're gaining an audience. We appreciate everyone that's listening. Um, so we're kind of at the point now where um, if you guys feel like it and you like the show, give us a five-star review somewhere so it can help other people find the show. I'm told that's that's how it works. I'm told that Apple is the best place. But, hey, you say nice things about us anywhere. We will gladly um, um, use that to help promote the show and get more people. Um, word of mouth, too. We're small enough where if you tell somebody else to uh, – listen and they do that helps so um we would appreciate that um that's the end of the show thank you for sticking around for so long keith just a guy i really appreciate you having on um hopefully we do no this problem, again man congratulations on uh, on the show man hopefully continued success and that it keeps going for you all right thanks everybody uh we're toast see ya